Welcome back, everyone, to 10th Inning. We are back, and as always, we have a lot of baseball to talk about. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Miller, and alongside me is my co-host, Brett Miller. We're not related, as I say every episode, but guys, welcome to 10th Inning. I'm joined with Sam Prince, as well as Jordan Weisinger. This is, uh, I think, your first appearance on 10th Inning. Is it, Sam, right? Yes, it is. Last year, 10th Inning was always when I had class, but now <laughs> I don't have class at this time. Yeah, and this is Jordan's second appearance, and as always, me and Brett running the show, so but guys, we have a we have a decent uh, bit of baseball to talk about. Um, as always, we're in the as last week I should say we're in the middle of September, so these games getting really important. We were talking about it last week with Aiden Doherty as well as um, Justin Locke about how important some of these wild card teams' schedules are. And one of these wild card teams that just lost one of their stronger arms uh, in their starting rotation is the Texas Rangers. And we were I, I won't lie, there was a lot of I would say smack about the Rangers not making it to the playoffs because of how crap their bullpen is at this point. But looking at Max Scherzer, who's now out um, for pretty much, I, I think, yeah, it's for the rest of the the year. He's after following a five and a third scoreless ball game. He, right-hander Mike, or Mike Max Scherzer, excuse me, was removed from his start against the Blue Jays last night. The righty had an MRI yesterday, done for the year. Texas still won though, six to three, and overtook Toronto in that game for the second wild card spot. So with Scherzer gone, Jordan, this is definitely not something you're looking for. You lost both of the guys that were on the Mets last year that were trying to improve your rotation in this starting lineup, and they're now down with both of them. You have DeGrom and Scherzer both gone, and it seems like their playoff chances are slipping and slipping and slipping away. Yeah, it's not what you want if you're the Rangers, and especially because... You have a weaker bullpen. You kind of need your starters to do well. I know they made some additions at the deadline, bringing in a role this Chapman, but Jose Leclerc and Will Smith have been doing a pretty job, pretty good job so far. But can Chap if they make the playoffs, is Chapman going to be playoff Chapman, blow them some games? And if that's the case, you're not going to be doing so well. But considering they've been slipping in the standings and currently are only half a game up on the last wild card spot, it's not looking that great, especially since the track record the past half a month to a month. Yeah, and looking at the the Rangers just as a whole, I mean, <laughs> they're going against the Blue Jays in, uh, tonight as well to finish up that series today at 7.07 in Toronto. But, I mean, we were talking about it in last week's episode. You had the bullpen just not being there, Sam. And Chapman, I mean, Jordan was saying, will playoff Chapman come in? I feel like if you were talking about playoff Chapman and blowing games, he's already been doing that this year. Not just him himself, but also the entire Texas Rangers bullpen. How do you see the uh, Rangers going into the playoffs with the, without now Max Scherzer in their starting rotation? Well, Jack, I see the Rangers, if they even get to the playoffs, they're not even going to win a five-game series. They're not making it to the divisional round. They're not making it out of the wild card round. But, Jack, they're only a half came up in the second wild card. Toronto, who's just outside the AL wild card, is one game out, and Seattle is a half game back. And if you look at the Rangers' schedule, they got a pretty difficult schedule coming up as this is a pivotal series, this three-game series that they're playing. It's the Rangers versus the Blue Jays. If they can do that, they'll probably make the playoffs. But back to what you were saying, I don't see their bullpen holding up. I don't see really their chances being that good as you made the blockbuster acquisition for Max Scherzer for that boost. And ever since they made that boost, it just seemed like 
they just gone downhill as a team. Yeah, and it's been really it's been really sad to watch just how this Rangers team was one of the best in the league by far. We all thought by like June that they would be making the World Series with ease, but now it's like are they even going to make the playoffs, Brett? And this is kind of hard to watch with their upcoming series is the Guardians, the Red Sox, the Mariners, the Angels, and then the Mariners to finish out the season. It's not looking good for them. Yeah, you're going to find out pretty quick who they are down the stretch here. Uh, I think they have three series against Seattle to round out their year, mixed in with the Angels and Guardians, but it's going to determine whether they go to the playoffs or Seattle will. Uh, I like, I mean, Tampa's lock for the top wild card spot. They have a lot of road games, too. A lot of games on the road, which... Could you argue helps them because of how their stadium is at home with True. how bad their bullpen True. is? The freaking launch pad there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might help them out more than we think. It's that altitude in Texas. Yeah, right? it's, but some of the dimensions aren't that great. Either. But it's also inside the stadium, so the altitude doesn't have much play a factor. But it's kind of funny. It's just weird all around. It's weird. I mean, just looking at Texas's bullpen, like stat wise, they have really only two reliable arms, and that's Will Smith and Jose Leclerc, because their other three who have been. Pretty disastrous thus far. Grant Anderson has a 5.05 ERA. Uh, Josh Spores, who was on the 15-day IL, has a 5.8. And Brock Burke has a 4.3. And that would be, wouldn't be be as bad if his whip was a little a little lower. And it's a 1-2-3 right now. Yeah. So, yeah. If the bullpen's not locking down games and their current rotation of Dane Dunning, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Martin Perez, and Nathan Avaldi, I don't think that's a, you know... Was series winning rotation. Who are you most confident in out of these three? Tampa's got an eight game lead. Texas, Seattle, Toronto. Who's in? Who's out? Ooh, I mean Tampa. I mean Tampa has it. Pretty yeah, much Tampa's locked. in. I mean, I'm <laughs> talking three teams. Tampa's in. Tampa's three teams, trying, two spots. Tra- Tampa's trying to overtake the, the Orioles. Right they got now. bigger they have goals. Three games out with them tonight. Yeah, Sorry, yeah tonight. So that's that's good. Who that's gets good for two them. two spots? Three teams. Who's who's on the outside? I mean. Mm. I mean, you gotta look at that that Rangers schedule. The problem is, is last week we were talking about how Boston's on the come up, right? They're not, <laughs> they're not getting there though. They're yeah, now yeah, it was yeah. at six games last. I mean, right week. now the Yankees have a better. They're tied, but yeah, they're tied. Yeah. So right now the the Red Sox they have now a seven and a half game um, deficit to overcome. Are, are and last dead? week it was six. Are they dead? They're not dead. They're they're pretty much dead. They're dying. I mean, they're on life support right now. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, every if you look at a, the playoff series, like at a playoff um, bracket right now, and any team at this stage at the middle of September is above five games back. You got to think that they're pretty much done. Yeah. But I mean, you never know how something can go, and you never know how sports can turn out. Because some some teams can go on some miracle run and somehow sneak into the playoffs, but I don't. I, to me, what's what's weird about these teams that are in or out in the American League is that I don't. I like you. you we all thought like, well, especially after the World Series last year, we all was like, oh my god, that miracle run from the Phillies that was great. But I don't see any of these teams right having that. And I think a key to the Phillies doing that was their pitching. And I exactly. said at the time, a lot of Phillies fans I know here were. They were they were questioning questioning whether they would win because St. Louis is they weren't that bad last year. But exactly. the pitching wise, Nola Wheeler duo they got it in the sweep. Also speaking of the Phillies run last year, I just think Kyle Schwarber on that team last year he was really the spark plug. They in the late series, yeah. They all had a specific role. Each player had their own role, and there was a do your job. I know we see that in sports do your job, but everyone had a role, and the team everyone got along. How often do you see a team in sports where everyone gets along, everyone's bought in, 
and everyone is just playing the best that they can. No one was in a slum for them. Exactly. That's that's what made their run great. Was their they, they had their miracle run and they got there. But once they hit that no hitter wall, that's when it kind of collapsed, and they couldn't they couldn't come back from that no hitter. Yeah. And they, that honestly, that no hitter definitely was a huge confidence depletion, and that started like a little cold run at the end. And there's a reason why they couldn't win the World Series and squeak it out. But Texas, they're on a five game win streak. Just looking at it. And that I can't trust their bullpen. I can't trust their starters. So they're and out. we were all and there was a whole bunch of Instagram posts. Are they Twitter. out for you? I I say they're, they're out. out. They're out. I got them out. If they're if they're in, they're losing in the wild card. If they're going against Tampa. Tampa's on a roll. They're finally getting back into the groove that they had. Yeah. Not the April that they had, but I would say around the May that they had. But they're getting into that groove. They're ninety and fifty seven, which is really solid and definitely the best wildcard team out of both the American League and the National League. What do you think, Brett? I think Toronto's on the outside looking in. I think uh, Texas can at least hit. Seattle can pitch. What does Toronto do that makes them like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, they're just, it can win you a short series. Yeah. You're not going to hit, you're not going to see them hit eight home runs like Texas could in a three game set. And the Mariners pitching is, is, in my opinion, pretty ridiculous. Kirby, I'm pretty high on. Uh, like you have Kirby. Luis Castillo, who's been doing it all year, and then you still got like guys like Julio, and that could give you a little spark plug in these, and at least through the wild card. So I think Toronto's on the outside looking. I'd have to agree with Brett on that one. I think Toronto's on the outside looking in, but I have Seattle jumping Texas, and they're only half a game separating them right now. But just looking at the last three games, the Rangers have played the Blue Jays, and they've really kicked the crap out of them every single time. So I would probably have the Rangers heating up towards down the stretch, and they have six more games against Seattle too. So yeah, I have Toronto on the outside looking in, and Texas, Seattle as one of those teams playing Tampa. So let's say this, Brett, or not Brett, uh, Jordan. Let's let's talk about this because I talked to this with Locke and Doc and Brett as well. Locke and Doc. <laughs> they um. So my thing is is if it come, let's say the wild card standings look exactly the same, right? Yeah. It's Tampa, Texas, Seattle. And it's still half game or a game back, whatever. Gets to game one sixty two, and um, they're the Mariners. It's it's game one sixty two. The Mariners are playing the the Rangers, right? And let's say the Mariners, if they tie it, no matter what, they they secure the fifth seed, right? Mm-hmm. Would they purposely lose to play Minnesota than rather playing Tampa Bay? When it comes to teams, I don't think any team will deliberately no. lose a game, but I would, if you're asking me who would I rather play, I'd rather play the Twins over Tampa. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. do you think managers would no, realize never. that and no. just be like, no, no they want to win. You, you could always say you would rather play a team, but who knows if that team that you would maybe rather play can get hot at any moment. Yeah. I think it really depends. Anyone can win a game. It doesn't matter if you're favorite or not. No one purposely loses in sports. They just can't. Why would I purposely? Why would the manager perfectly, purposely lose a game? Yeah, true. Why? But what were you saying, Jordan? Also, if you're looking ahead into the divisional series, if you're, if let's say, if you if you win the game and you play Tampa in the first round, Mm -hmm. I think Seattle or Texas would win right now because Tampa's pitching, it's really their strong suit, and I know they lost Franco and they're still pretty good team, but overall. Like losing McClanahan was like huge. Yeah. So I would take Seattle or Texas's rotation at least because they still have Jordan Montgomery and Evaldi. That's a great one too in a three game series. So and if you win that, you're playing Baltimore. I'd rather play Baltimore than Houston if you're going to look at it that way. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I me personally, I would rather play Houston. That's in Baltimore. Then Baltimore. No. I mean, really? Bal- how come? Well, because Baltimore is just so good hitting wise that any like literally any of their hitters can yeah. go crazy. Like, I, I mean, I mean, how many times have we seen multi extra hit games from uh extra hit games from a uh, Gunnar right. Henderson and just an Adley Rushman home run or a Cedric Mullins grand slam can mm-hmm. screw you over in a game. I mean. That anyone can spark in a quick second, yeah. and I would not want to play Baltimore. Baltimore is probably besides the Braves the last team I'd rather play in all this. Really? Other yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play anyone else. Uh, I would rather play Houston easily for sure. I mean, there's just all there's okay. a lot more talent I think this year with Baltimore, and they're they can stay consistent at a high level, and it's they have a. 91 and 54 record because of it. That's true. Like the only reason I say Houston is because they are the reigning champs. They won and it's they're a dynasty at this point. They've, they've won two. Yeah. They have the experience. They have Justin Verlander again. Mm-hmm. Um Baltimore just the reason why I say I don't think they would beat Houston or I think Seattle. I think my AL team's ranked, I would say Houston's one, Seattle two, Baltimore three. Simply because that Baltimore's young; they don't have the experience, and I think they're more of a one sixty-two type team right now. I think they're just like one big sign away from really taking charge. But Who do you think they should sign? I what pro- next year? I, yeah, I either go after a bat or one pitcher because I know they got John Means back, and they still have like Bradish Means. Kyle Gibson's not that bad this year, but he's not any long term. He's and the they puzzle. have people in the farm system too. I mean, yeah, Jackson and they just called up uh, what Hessen Kierstead. Yeah, to, uh, they had a good farm system. There's some farm systems. Holiday's going to be up next year, like yeah. in Easily. the early months. They'll so break camp I would focus more on the pitching and then re-signing your players because that, that's a core right there. Mm-hmm. Every single player in that lineup is almost all from the farm system. Yeah. Uh, do you want to switch over to national? Yeah, league, we'll right? switch it over to the national league okay. where the Dodgers just got done kicking the crap out of the Padres, which. For the Padres' sake, has been pretty common this year. Dodgers called up yet another kid, um, Kyle Hurt. Pitched two innings in relief for Lance Lynn. Um, they're hovering around 500 in September. Yeah. Is this a Dodgers October, or is it just same old I mean, if postseason you're, if Dodgers? If you're streaking that 500 in September, I mean, obviously. Or are they just staying afloat, and then they'll kick it in the gear? They, they got the guys. It's usually they what they always do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always go back to 2018 when they traded for Manning at the deadline. They were pretty mid in the first half of the season, kicked up a notch in the second half, but they cruised and went to the World Series because of a weaker National League that year. And you never know, because like, I know there's, there's a lot of good teams here uh, in the National League this year. Like the Phillies could always make a run, as well as I think the Cubs can get hot, and uh, even the Diamondbacks if they find a, a hot streak in the uh, in the playoffs. But I think in most people's eyes, unless you're a Phillies fan, I think Atlanta and L.A. are the two big teams there for, to look at. I think if you're looking at the two big teams between the Dodgers and the Braves, it's the Braves. What part of their lineup is a whole? What part of their team is a whole? Pitching. Ha- out, of, yeah, out of everything, it's their pitching. And sometimes their pitchers can get streaky. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean you see it with, with Spencer Strider. He's either getting... 12 strikeouts in a game or he's giving up three to four homers in a single game. Yeah. So you don't you don't know what you're getting out of some of these starting pitchers and you see what's good what's really good with the Braves is they hide it 
with their bats. With because 12 runs a game. Exactly. Yeah, they score so much because you have so many stolen right. base options. You have so many home run hitters on that team. There's like five players on that team with 30-plus homers. Sam, do you Braves. like them against the Dodgers still, the Braves? I still like them against the Dodgers. Yeah, I do. I, I, mean, I, think I don't think there's a wrong I answer. I think it's a Dodgers, Braves, NLCS, and I don't think there's any question about it. Oh, you, th- you mean you think there's going to be? I think there's going to okay. be. Okay. Like, I, I the National League is that. so top-heavy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's really uh, Dodgers, Braves, Phillies, and then Phillies and it's still a week uh, more stronger league too. Because I think really, but I do think there will be a chance if the Braves play you guys in the Phillies in a five-game series, it'll be the Phillies. That's the only only way that happens. Only way that take doesn't happen. So DS Phillies, CS Braves. See that. Well, here's my thing, right? So Atlanta, the they just won their Dracula. sixth straight NL East division title, right? That happened in Philly. So on their field, yeah, on the at Citizens Bank Park, and uh, uh, Ronald Acuna was cheering on the booze and whatever. And I think that once it comes playoff time, if the Phillies have the chance to beat the Braves, that's going to be a, a pin in their head. It's going to stick with them. And that's going to be huge motivation, and it's going to bite the Braves in, I, I in the back like that. You think so? I think so. It has to be. You have to consider that as like a mental note. It's got to be like, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. I agree. I hope for the Phillies' sake that they're more so thinking about what they did to them last year in the playoffs for more sure. so than that, because I think that they have to go into it thinking that they should beat the Braves instead of let's go in here and upset them. Yeah. I mean, well, I also like- last year the Braves couldn't handle. The fans of Philadelphia. It's not even the weirdest thing ever. Here's my weirdest thing. thing. What that is, it wasn't the Braves. Yes, it was the Braves that couldn't handle it. It was the bottom of the lineup specifically. Yeah. Throughout that entire series, the bottom four guys for that Braves lineup, actually bottom five because Ozuna was thrown around in there as well. They could not get a. They couldn't hit the ball. They. I'm not kidding. When I I was at game, I was at game four when they clinched to the NLCS. At when when on that scoreboard when they show the lineup, all the bottom four guys, whether Ozuna was thrown in there or not, it was all zeros. It was zero batting average right. for the playoffs. They couldn't hit the ball. If you had like the Phil, it's just like the Phillies last year. You have to be able, and as you said, Sam, that you have to be able to hit throughout your entire lineup, and that's what sparked the Phillies on that crazy run because mm-hmm. everyone had a role, as you said, yeah. Sam. Everyone did their job as they should have, and that's what made them successful. Again, obviously, we've seen the entire lineup succeed for the Braves. We have to see if it'll translate over to the playoffs, just like the Dodgers as a whole as well. Because once October comes for the Dodgers, they can't they they, they choke every time. I mean, I mean, let's let let's be let's be real. I mean, they have a Mickey Mouse ring. Like, no, it's not uh, a Mickey uh, Mouse uh, ring. No, <laughs> it's so? not. How? What if your team won it? Would you be calling your team? A Mickey Mouse ring, probably. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I mean, Corey Seager said it himself. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah, at one point he's at like I, he wants to win a real ring. It was 60 games. No. Yeah, it was it 60 was games. Real, 60 games is a slump for many players. <laughs> it was. It was 60 real, games, not even at your home stadium. Yeah. Like there was not a home I mean, and away. Mariano it was, Rivera said yeah, it himself. It, was, it wasn't real. It was a neutral. The one. It was and a neutral if it stadium. wasn't a real ring, why did you guys watch it then? Because it's still baseball. Yeah, it's baseball. It's content during the pandemic. We have nothing else better to do. Yeah. That's the reason we watched it. Was it was incredible. It was the only sport that was on besides the yeah. NBA. It was. It was. A, it was a fun year to watch, especially. I mean, it, playoffs, it was like in September, but still, yeah. But now there was a. It was a real World Series. If the Yankees won, I would have been calling them the twenty-eight time World I Series mean, champion. They are twenty-eight. If they were, they would have won, but they didn't, and it still would have been call, an asterisk next to it anyways. I wouldn't be calling it the twenty-seven plus the Mickey Mouse ring. Like in my mind, the Dodgers still have a, a job to do. Like they haven't won a real ring since nineteen eighty-eight. They haven't played a full season and won a ring. 
Like yeah, that's not a full season, but they still won the ring. They still won at the end well, of the day. Yeah, but they can just call themselves World Series champions. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. But they the, can, but I think there's people in that front office that would like to do it. Yeah, they want to over 162. Exactly, but, and they will eventually. They will do it. You never know. I mean, I, I mean, it's gonna. I don't want to go off topic here, but like, I just want to make one point. And we can continue talking about we were. I think they will get Otani. I think that will help them. But that's all I want to say. Oh, you that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Dodgers getting Otani. That's my. Prediction. I think it's a lock. Okay. What do you think about that, Brad? <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> I, I don't want it to happen. I really think it's so bad on so many levels for the for not just like like LA or whatever. Yeah, but for the entire Major League Baseball, right. the fact that Otani is switching teams from one LA to the other. That's so bad. Well, I mean, you that, can, just, that just makes the Angels as a, a whole It's a not joke. a rivalry. They are a joke, though. Well, you can blame the Angels' ownership for not wanting to win and not trying to put pieces around Trout and Otani. If you're a player, why would I go to the Angels if they can't win with the two out of the three top three best players of baseball? Yeah. Otani and Trout. You can't even, can't even, okay, maybe not win a World Series. You can't even get to the playoffs and win a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect segue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for what we got to talk about next, right? I mean, they, people that can't even win a game as in general and make the playoffs is a team like the Mets, who might not be good. Who for also has some questionable ownership. Yeah. No, I, I think I know I may trash the Mets a lot personally, but I think Steve Cohen's a very good owner of what he's done for he's the Mets. He's a rich owner. He's a very good owner. I think he's a very good owner. I think he's Did you like extremely decision? irresponsible. For, which one? The one where he just like just didn't want to the team to win, and he's waiting till like twenty twenty six. Well, he's not gonna wait till twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. Oh, what well, he'll spend four hundred million dollars <laughs> instead of six hundred million dollars. Do but, you so you think you view him as a strong? I, I think he's owner? great for the game. I think it would be okay. best for the Mets is he takes more of a natural owner approach. I think he's too much like Jerry Jones too right now. On. Too hands on, like yeah, like Brett said. I think it's. I, I but like the moves it. that they made have Arc just blown up in their face they are but the way they've been able to respond to them have been great you saw it wasn't gonna work out with scherzer you got a, a great package for him i mean look at scherzer now he's out for the year mm-hmm. how he has not pitched well for the rangers well they didn't get that much for scherzer Verlander. only a uh, luis angel acuna he's yeah. a good he's a good prospect he's mm-hmm. blocked though at shortstop, he's gonna have to play second. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big a deal. The only thing, like people, there's still Jeff McNeil there. People really yeah. like dislike the Lindor signing, and the I, I I don't hate it. Like Lindor is still one of the best shortstops in this game. I mean, at the time, it was a great trade. At the time, I would have done the same thing. I agree with you. I think that they did a really good job getting rid of Scherz and Verlander, but they're just cleaning up their own mistakes. Oh yeah, right, yeah. And the Verlander signing. I would have done the same thing at the time. Who would not have done the same thing? Yeah. Verlander's coming off a of Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't injured, Verlander was a very good pitcher. Sub too, yeah. And then you trade him, and then you got a great package out of the Astros out of that. Yeah. Uh, but in case you guys didn't know, the Mets have agreed to a five-year deal with David Stearns. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Former yeah. exec with Milwaukee. He'll come over. Billy Epler will be under him as they look to turn around what was a lost season in Queens. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a weird situation of what the Mets have right now. I'm about mean, a 180. Yeah, I mean, it's just taking a huge turn. MLB needs to be exposed, and we need to give them some more crap for those preseason rankings. But <laughs> the one thing I don't understand about baseball, one of the things I don't understand about baseball, is why are the Mets allowed to hire David Stearns now? 
in season. In season. And doesn't that almost set a bad vibe in Milwaukee? One of your guys leaving to go to another team. It's like, how invested is he really for the rest of the season? Yeah, exactly. Because once he gets signed and stuff going on. Exactly. Like, once he gets signed, right, he's going to be focusing on the Mets. When the Brewers have a playoff right, yeah. run, I mean they they're leading the division right now in the wild card standings. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes in the front office, but like the only way I could see this being justified is if like it was a bad situation for him personally. They didn't listen to him that much, maybe, and the Mets offered him a great opportunity. I understand that, and but otherwise, you should be focusing on what's ahead of you. I mean, the Brewers did buy in at the trade deadline. They did pretty solid yeah, that's true. with Slam Tana as well as Josh Donaldson, baby. Josh Donaldson, former Yankee legend, <laughs> as well as. Uh, uh, who am I forgetting? Um, crap. Who, who was I? Oh, Mark Hanna. They got Mark Hanna right. uh, at the deadline as well. Um, but they're 81 and 64. But the problem is is the Brewers aren't that attractive of a market to they're not. sign. They're yeah. not going to sign some big guy. Like, they're like obviously, they're going to have Corbin Burns on the free agent market. But do we really see him signing he back? He gone. Yeah. He's going he to leave. Exactly. He and wh- wh- where do you guys think that Burns is going to in the offseason? Well, where do I think he'll go or where would I like him to go? <laughs> you, can do go you can go both. doesn't matter. I would love him to sign the Yankees. Well, yeah, of course you well, would. Why is that? <laughs> so, realistically, with Corbin Burns, this is his second year of arbitration this year, and he has another one next year, and then he's a free agent in 2025. Uh-oh. So, if I'm Milwaukee, at the deadline next year, 2024, if you aren't in a spot to contend, he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's simply what those clubs have to do. So they did it with Josh Hader. Where they knew they were going to bring him back. Where did, they where does got he some go? Stuff out of it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a team that needs a, a pitcher. pitcher. Everyone yeah. needs starting pitching. Exactly. I could see it. I'm going to say it. I know the Orioles don't like to go after their big, a big free agent, but if you're the Orioles, go after, get pitching help. You have this great team, and you, you have such a great pool of prospects where if you get rid of a couple of them, you're still a contender for years to come. And I don't see the Orioles doing it, but that's where he should go. No, I a thousand percent agree. These small market teams that are like starting to find success need to like step up and mm-hmm. like go after yeah. it. Orioles, Diamondbacks eventually. Like the team it, there needs to be some a little bit of shake up here. Yeah. I mean Diamondbacks just looking at them, they signed a lot of small market guys. Because they can't go out and sign him. But now yeah. that the Orioles are having sustained success this season, winning ninety games, I mean most people had them scraping eighty wins. They're gonna blow that out of the water. It's time I, to like really step it up. I have about eighty five wins in that range. What about you guys? I had them like just missing the playoffs this year, to be honest. The Orioles. I had yeah. them as the third wild card. Yeah, I, for me I was but seeing like they're wild good, they're, card team. they're a month away from potentially winning the division. It's and time to like American spend League, some money now. Yeah. yeah. It's time to like... The only pro- their problem is their owner. Like he shake off the small market attitude. Yeah, he's going to have an issue paying his players now. Like Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson. It's their biggest issue. Why don't they do what the Braves did? They need to get him yeah, early. Get him early. Sign to them these big long-term deals that are kind of cheap. In all honesty, like 12, I mean, 12 years, seventy million, like they did with Michael Harris or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly, it was it was nuts. And That's they, why the Braves are one of the most respected organizations and probably most well run organization in all of sports. Honestly, yeah. I mean, six straight division titles, you can't beat that. I mean, that yeah. like, I that shocked me when I heard that. Yeah, I didn't realize it was six. Yeah, because That's, they they oh, came back against the bad. Mets last year and they've just been dominant. For that one was funny because as a Phillies fan, yeah. like, that one was funny. But like six in a row, like can we? I'm sure we all remember the gap years after Chipper Jones retired and like from 14 to 17, they were just like not great. And you're like, what's happening in Atlanta? Yeah. But they turned it around. I remember Acuna's first home run mm-hmm. it was in Cincinnati and. 
I remember I remember saying he was going to be a star. I mean, he was a top prospect after all, but that really jump-started and the Braves that year. For Acuna, speaking of his contract earlier, eight years, $100 million yeah. signed in 2019, club option for 2027 and 2028. I want to know how much cash under the table he got because that is <laughs> a damn shame. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those young players see $100 million and they just take it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, with then – a lot of the young players from the Braves have done that. And they're pretty much, they've already shown mm-hmm. that they are a dynasty, and they're going to be a, a bigger dynasty along the way. I mean, honestly, we might have to wait five, six years until we can see this team mm-hmm. crumbling apart. But they're all kind of a dynasty already. How can you if not they continue to? Yeah. You they only, have six straight division titles in a World Series title. They already only, have a ring. You've only won one ring. They okay. get one this year. Are they a dynasty? Yes. Okay, I agree. I'm I probably with Sam. I'm more, more so with Sam. I know a lot of people. I think you need more than one. You can't call the Dodgers a dynasty. No, they only want. They only want. Well, they're, they're the Astros are wrong. a dynasty. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I know a lot of people think that's my. The Braves are gonna like choke again, like they did last year. And to quickly bring up why I don't think that's gonna happen is because. Like I mentioned earlier, the Phillies, the reason they went so far is because their pitching was just outstanding. And this year, like, Aaron Nola is quite shaky. I'm sure you guys can agree to that. And Zach Wheeler, he's not what he should be, but he's not he's not bad. No, no, no. I don't want you to say that because uh, he's top five in Cy Young oh. right now. So, yeah. so you, can't, you can't be saying I'm that. I'm just clarifying because so. his ERA is oh, yeah. a 3-7. That's why I want to make sure he's, yeah, yeah. I'm looking he's at not the as good Dodgers, as he Like, speaking of, like, the NL talk and, like, starting rotation, I'm looking at the Dodgers rotation right now. <laughs> Like, imagine seeing this in an NLCS. Kershaw starts game one. All right. Lance Lynn is your game two starter. <laughs> he is. But yeah. but the thing is, is the problem... Bobby Miller, the rookie, that's pitched what? Probably the thing about the Dodgers starts. is, like, they will make anyone into a Cy Young pitcher. That's, yeah, it's but, like, so my greatest fear is the Yankees let Severino walk, and he goes there. And oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, well they Cy develop Young. pitching like no other franchise, but still... They have devil so you gotta talk about, like, I don't know what it is. Them in the brain. Yeah. But, like, Bobby Miller is your game three starter. And it's like... Why haven't other teams been able to replicate what the Dodgers have done with pitching? I mean, it's just they have really good coaching, yeah. and I can't. I it's, mean, they've had that for a while now. Exactly, it's, it's good. It's been everywhere. everywhere. How many years in a row have we heard? All right, Kershaw's done after this. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, got he's, like, he's Kershaw. Three. Like yeah. for looking at Kershaw, what like do we Two see six. him being that successful if he was on a different team? No, I really don't think so. I That's think he's still a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's one of the greatest. Well, he's a Hall of Famer time. if he. Has a tenure right next year, so yeah, yeah. He still, I mean, he still will be no matter what. I yeah, mean, he he's been one of the most dominant pitchers in the 2010s. But I think him, like, he's comfortable in LA. He's been there his whole career. How many Cy? Like three, two or three Cy Youngs. Kershaw. I want to say it's at least one. Not he sure. could go throw right-handed. You know, next he only season, has one, and he's right. walking into the Hall so. of Fame. His he's halfway there already. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna continue to be like you can just look at his stats. He's just been so consistent. All he has four. He's got one. Oh, he's there got, was a point yeah, of the season where Kershaw could have won his fifth this year. Yeah. He got hurt at some he's point. He's got a yeah. foot in Cooperstown already. I think he's more like a leg. You know, I saw... I oh, I lied. He, up it, to like it's three hip. Cy Youngs and MVP in 2014. Okay. And this is an MVP. An MVP is a pitcher. You, you play once every five days and the yeah. guy won an MVP. Yeah. I mean, just... I um I saw a stat when the Dodgers played the Braves. And it was before I moved back into Rowan. And it was one of the last games I was watching. I saw a stat because it gave up a uh, home run to one of the left-handed hitters for the Braves. It might have been Michael Harris, and it was on a curveball. And been, s- it, I think it might have been Freeman. Might have been. Could have been. Could have been. I'm not sure. I think it was Freeman. No, it was Kershaw. He gave up the home run. Why? Well, uh, no, I'm saying to Freeman because he was. Didn't he? I thought you said it was a left-handed batter. No, but Kershaw they played for the same team. Wait, Kers- Kershaw gave up a home run to one of the Atlanta left-handed hitters. Yeah, and Freeman was at the Braves at the time. 
No, this was like this year. Oh, oh, oh. I yeah. you're talking about like when. No, were, you're good. Okay, never mind. But the stat was crazy. It was like Ker- Kershaw's only given up like three home runs to left-handed hitters with a curveball in his whole career. Wow. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember I remember that. More um, people have walked on the moon than he's given up home runs to left-handed <laughs> curveball. Yeah. But so I wanted to touch back on the the Phillies and whatever because we, we were talking about them on their World Series run. Out of out of all the teams that are currently in that would be marked in the playoffs today if the season ended, um, who do you guys see making a similar run kind of like that? For me, I'm saying the Cubs. I think the Cubs can definitely pull something like out of their hat. A scrappy wild card team yeah. that could get in and make some noise. Exactly. Like at least make the championship series. If you guys want to hear my joke prediction <laughs> real quick. So it's like, okay, so we all know what happened in 19. The Nationals ran the table, won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2021, the Braves did the same thing in a wild card. 22, oh, the Phillies, Phillies almost did it. And we, I, th- I remember seeing jokes on Twitter, like the 80-something win Marlins running the table, beating the Astros. That's it's my what, joke prediction. That's what MLB's become. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. <gasps> But I agree with you with the Cubs. Like Justin Steele's probably gonna win Cy Young. He's just he amazing. Is what's what sucks is that there's Blake Snell. <laughs> That's the Blake only Snell yeah. deserves it. Yeah, yeah it's I mean every, Strider, Snell, uh, Steele. You you can argue any of them. I know Strider's ERA is quite high, but Strider's like strikeouts per nine is like thirteen. That's yeah. insane, yeah, and his whip insane. isn't really bad. I'll check that out. No, it's because it's the reason his ERA is so high is because of the amount of home runs he yeah. up. Because he puts that fastball right over the middle. And it, even with that, he still has 17 wins on the year. Yeah, that's how good Atlanta is. That's why I think they should, they will win the World Series. And there's not really much stopping them because they just played LA and they won three or four. Mm. So if it's the Braves, yeah, it, they have to lose. I think with the Braves though, it's because la- one, I feel like one of the reasons last year they couldn't get hot in the playoffs is because they had the bye. I think if they yeah. played in the wild card last year, they would have been perfectly fine That's and been a dominant MLB force. playoff format. I love it. That's why I love it so oh. much. I, I love it. There's no other sport where like these random teams oh. could just run the table, and that There's leads really me to no my other point. Way to do it, there leads me to my oh. point of who I have this year, and it's Seattle. Because what do you need to win these short series? You need three dogs at the top of the rotation. You need one or two guys that could win mm-hmm. you a game with one swing. You have the Julios. And you have, I'm struggling to think of a second one. <laughs> we'll go uh, who, Ty Riley. France, Cal yeah. Riley, He's one of those bad, guys. Yeah. I think of these short series. Oh, J.P. Crawford's not bad this J.P. year. J.P. Crawford, Philly legend. <laughs> but <laughs> Seattle's that team for me. It just seems like they're so, the top of that rotation is just so much better than all of the other AL teams in those, in any of it, honestly. Let me just look at it. I mean, what do you, what are you guys miracle run guys? I mean, Jordan, you said you like the Cubs. Sam, who do you think makes? I also run? agree with Jordan. I've been talking about the Cubs for a while. I think the Cubs, if there is a miracle run, it will be the Cubs. And if, I just think they found their groove. And we were talking the Cubs on the trade deadline as a seller, and they go on that six seven game winning streak. And you're now they're they were now they're a buyer to the deadline. The Cubs are here, and they are a they are the Phillies of the 2023 playoffs. Wow, I know it's it's easy to say, and it's going to happen again. Like we always look for that team that will run. I think either Seattle or Chicago will go far. So I agree with Brett and Sam. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cubs or are more of the scrappy team because Seattle proved themselves last year. They like I know they got swept, but when you look back, it doesn't feel like they did because that last game went 18 innings or whatever. And the first game they gave up the walk off to Jordan. They should have won that game. 
They should have. So should have won that series. They really should have. And who knows where the Yankees be right now if that oh, was the case. But <laughs> that's, we're not going to go off on a tangent. I just want to drop that in. They don't win but, the World Series. And I hate to say it. But um, I think either Seattle or Chicago is, quote-unquote, the wild card scrappy team that goes all the way. So last year, one more thing I want to bring up about the playoffs, and then we can move on. With last year, the first time ever, the uh, two wild card teams were in the championship series. None of the division winners were in it. Yep. Who from the American League and the National League, which div- which division is most likely, or which I guess league division winners are not going to make the championship series? All of them. So like if looking at the ALCS, the uh, Orioles, Astros, and Twins will not be there. It'll be like just looking at it now, it'd either be the uh, the Rays, Rangers, or Seattle. Or looking at the National League, the Braves, the Dodgers, and Milwaukee are not in it, and we see something like the Cubs versus Philly in the NLCS. I think there's a higher chance of the American League not having it because I think the NLCS will, will be Atlanta, L.A. It's so hard not to pick them. And the AL is so funky and wide open because currently Seattle is the last team by half a game, and they would play Minnesota. I think they would win that series easily. And if they win that, then um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the three six would play the two, and that's Houston. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle could beat Houston or Baltimore, depending on where they finish. Three six would play. Would it play one or two? It would play, it would play two. Yeah, it would play two. Yeah, because yeah. I got the playoff bracket in front of me for the AL. The one seed is the Orioles, and they'll play the winner versus the Tex versus the Rangers and the Rays. The three and six seed will play. The, will be the Twins and the Mariners. They'll play Houston, winner of those two games, will play in the ALCS and then move on to the yeah. NLCS. You have the Brewers versus the Reds. This is an interesting matchup, which that could be switched or whoever has home field advantage by the end of the month or wins that, whoever wins the NL Central. Three and six will play the two, the Dodgers. And then the Cubs versus Phillies, scrappy team of this year and a scrappy team of last year. The four and five seed will play the Braves. Yes, a seven game series. In order for Philly to beat Chicago, if that series holds, they have to have home field advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, because if you guys go to Wrigley and face Justin Steele in Game One, not happen. Yeah, I'm not liking your chances. I think I, who, I, don't, I don't either. Whoever has home field advantage is, is winning that series. Yeah, I mean, we saw Philly. I mean, they only they lost two games, and those two games were in the World Series. Yep. And they were undefeated at home last year. I mean, so the Phillies would open open what with the Cubs in the wild card? Currently, yeah. Currently, yeah. yeah so currently. it'd be what? It'd be three in Chicago. No, well, right well, now it'd be Philly. Chicago. Right now it'd be three in Philly. Three in Philly. Okay. Yeah. Right now it would just be all three would be in Philly for the wild Once, card. Yeah. After you named all those matchups, I can't stop thinking about Seattle. Like, doesn't it give you like? It's a sneaky baseball town. Like you don't think a game like those fans are starving for playoff baseball. They you were saw when Cal Riley hit the year. home run to yeah. put him in. Like it just has that weird like home field. Like you don't want to go to Seattle. You don't want to face Castillo, Gilbert, Kirby in a three game series. I mean, yeah, they had the longest. And then you get hot, trial. and then it's it's just it's a month of baseball. You, like you mentioned, Mike Ford earlier. Like I'm looking at his stats now. He's he's slugging 490. He's hitting he's bombs. A sneaky man. good hitter. Hitting bombs. Teoscar. Mm-hmm. Who's it has a bit of a down year, but still. like the only really weak and Kalnick's coming back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. he hit a three run home run, and then you turn it over to that to the pitching and bullpen. Right. And does he want a game that way? It's just how it works. Exactly, and you, know, you never know who can make a run in the playoffs. But um, but not we're not going to talk about runs now. We're going to talk about some trades that were, I would say, 
pretty atrocious. Less snowballs. <laughs> um, but um, this is going to be our last topic of this 10th inning episode on September 14th. So, guys, what? So we're going to talk about the signing of Stearns. Obviously, we just talked about that. But uh, what was one specific move or trade over the years that were just ridiculous? It doesn't, you don't have to have a certain number. Just throw out some stuff, and we'll talk about it. Start the saying. Mookie Betts Red Sox trade. Yeah, that was definitely one of them. I mean, that is the worst trade <laughs> in the past 10 Who years. Who headlined that, Verdugo? Verdugo. Yeah. And I love when Red Sox fans were saying, Alex Verdugo is going to be better than Mookie Betts he ever was. <laughs> He's just the same. We got prospects. Oh, Did they get Kike out of that, too? It makes my day. And now he's back in LA. And now he's back in LA, yeah. No, Kike was a signing. He wasn't? Yeah. Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Because he was in the World Series in 2020. Uh, yeah, right. right, right, right. Yeah, Verdugo headlined that. Yeah, he did. I mean, Mookie Betts definitely <sighs> one of them. And, I mean, he had a crazy MVP season, and it was a lot of fun to watch, especially that one at-bat where uh, he went, like, 13 pitches. And he's, like a good, he's, like, a good week away from winning it again. Yeah, true. And you never know because there's a lot of – uh, him or Acuna. There's, there's him, Acuna, Matt Olson, as well as Freddie Freeman. All have a case in their own in their own way. It's saying that one of those guys is not going to be a finalist. Yeah, it's one crazy. of those guys not even going to be a finalist with Matt Olson with 50 plus homers. I think it's either 60. Olson or Freeman isn't going to be a finalist, and that's between a guy hitting like 330 and the guy with the home run lead. Yeah, but and well, the thing with him hitting 330 is he has the most doubles since like 1930 something. So, I mean, the fact that he's hitting 60-plus doubles is first insane. first baseman at some point. But, yeah, as you said, Jordan, I mean, one of those guys is going to be a finalist, which is insane. But who do you? what do you think was one of the oddest trades that you've ever seen in baseball? This might be a little biased, but I think it's really set up the Yankees' downfall the last year. I think we all know this is headed. Trading for Donaldson and IKF and Ben Rortvet. The only player, and it's just this year, who turned out to be pretty solid was IKF. Otherwise, they traded away Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshela, who is, would be one of the top three hitters on this team. That's how bad they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Judge, Torres, and then other than Rizzo getting concussed and playing for that for three months, it's really it's been awful, and that's one of the reasons why Brian Cashman should be fired. But Jordan, at the time, Gio Urshela was not a good hitter. They, he got traded his 2021 season... He's age 29, played 116 games, had 442 plate appearances, 14 home runs, 42 runs, 49 RBIs, and one stolen base. He was not a good hitter and a 267 hitter. I, look, at the time, yeah, maybe a little question, but you had needed to get away Gary Sanchez, who I've been telling for a year, for months. Like, Yankee fans have been saying, oh, bring him back. No. Gary Sanchez was not a good hitter. He'd be, the, he'd be the third best hitter on our team currently. Well, I don't want him back. He's ruined the chemistry. <laughs> this team is done this year. I don't care. They're still mathematically on the Yankees. But no. And the Yankees would have had a downfall even if they didn't have that trade. I, I, I don't think so. But I'd argue your, your uh, Gio Urshela opinion because one of the last plays he ever made was in that one game 162 against Tampa where Tyone went like six one earned baseball. And he was the reason Urshela made that play in the dugout where he – Leaned but over, came one crashing in. The fact that they needed to get win that game to make the wild card just showed that they were on the downfall. That team did struggle. And they made it worse getting rid of the players that kind of scrapped the wins together. So I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't think Urshel is a bad hitter too because he had a 720 OPS in 2021. He had an 858 OPS in 2020. I just saw this team go on the downfall. I mean, look, Brian Cashman, look, you, you, if you're just this – GM that can get any player you want, then just pick up someone on the street 
and make them a superstar, but you just can't do that. You're not a good GM. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Sorry if my little rant about Brian <laughs> <Cash>. <laughs> okay. yeah, It's fine. But, uh, Brett, who do you think... Uh, it, yeah, so, Jordan, I know you got to get going. you got your show. So, thank you for joining us. But uh, we'll keep talking pleasure, about pleasure. some pretty atrocious trades here <laughs> on 10th inning. Uh, good luck with your show. Thank you very so, much. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So pleasure. Have the rest of your day. But, Brett, who do you think is your... Uh, one of the worst trades you've ever seen I'm in, going in your life. <laughs> to the AL Central and the South Side where the Chicago White Sox traded away a young prospect by the name of Fernando Tatis. <laughs> True. For aging mid-pitcher in big game James. James yeah, James Field. Field. Right. I that forgot is. about that. Yeah, so yeah, Jordan, you can you can take your uh, windscreen off. You could, oh, yeah, you're fine, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you can probably still mute the mic if you want here. I got you. There you go. <laughs> You're good. But um, yeah, big game, James, for Fernando Tatis. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I Imagine mean, throwing that in the, like yeah. for fantasy football, since that's relevant. Imagine throwing that in the Walter picks now. <laughs> oh, do you guys use Walter picks? Yeah, I don't. I use it for like trades. I don't use Walter. I don't pay money for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have the premium. I just have like the, the trade. You know, it runs out after a certain. Oh, and I'll be deleting it as soon as it runs out. <laughs> yeah. They're out of their mind. They think they're getting my money. That's a separate rant, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, look you can at talk about that off the air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can. But um, I mean, I can't really, th- really think of any that just comes off the top of my head. Uh, just thinking about like atrocious trades, but um, I'm trying to think of something rather quickly. But like, I'm just trying to think of like teams. And, uh, I mean, looking at this trade deadline, the the Guardians. I don't know what they were doing. So, that like, Noah Syndergaard trade. They trade. Yeah, the Noah Syndergaard trade. You just immediately. Not immediately, but you DFA him, and then he's not on the team after like a month or maybe even less than a month. But then they oh, also they also that trade they also trade away Josh Bell, and then immediately cut Gene Segura, Gene Segura that, that they get out of it. Weird. I don't get the point of that. Why would you trade away Josh Bell for literally nothing? That's all you got was Gene Segura. Trying to think of one for you. Just I was thinking about this trade deadline from this past year, but um, but yeah, that's the only one that I'm thinking of at least from this trade deadline. Um, I don't think there was really anything stupid last year, not that I can remember. The Soto trade was a good haul for the Nationals. It was a good haul, and, and, those, and those guys are right. climbing up. Yeah, they're they're climbing up. We got James Wood, Wilmington yeah. Blue Rock legend. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean we had we were blessed with the talent of Wood, but looking at the Senators now, I mean the Harrisburg Senators, they're stacked right now. They have Robert Hassel. They also have guys coming up from the Blue Rocks and the Blue Rocks. Alvarez. Yeah, Yo uh, Yo Yo Morales is there. Alvarez, uh, Alvarez, Morales, Morales, and Morales, and you got Alvarez. Yeah, Andrew Alvarez. Then you there. have Kyle Luckham. Yeah, be there. those guys, like a lot of the guys from the Blue Rocks coming up through the system. Um, and then, uh, yeah, th- those guys will be up with the Nationals, and they're they're trying to stay alive in this playoff run. Obviously, I don't trying think to they're... finish above the Mets in the division. Exactly. <laughs> so, How funny would that be if the Mets <laughs> came in last place? Oh my gosh, that would be pretty bad. But um, yeah, just looking at the Nationals, though, they, I think they might be a pretty strong team coming into next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they like try and make a push into that wild card spot. Maybe just miss it. Just make it, maybe. Maybe they have something like the Orioles that we haven't seen. C.J. Abrams is just killing it. I was mean, Troy Tulowitzki traded to the Blue Jays? Troy Tulowitzki traded to the Blue Jays. I don't think so. Rockies to Blue Jays. Was he traded there? Because that was... I'm if I remember sure. correctly, he got injured and that tanked that. Off topic, toward end of the show things, you know. Spitball into my ideas. 
for worse trades. Yeah, true. Another bad. Aaron, oh, the Arenado was he traded to the Cardinals? Yeah, that was awful. Traded. That was an awful trade. Awful. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, Rockies. Rockies have like three of them. Exactly, and you. Chris you, Bryant was that a trade? No, no, he signed from San Francisco. Yeah, it was a signing. Yeah, but you could also. You could maybe say I don't really know if it's, it would go down as one of the worst. What about Scherzer to L.A.? Scherzer Dodgers. Yeah. 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 Where do you, he went from Washington, right? Yeah, from Washington. I mean, Trey is that Turner. A deadline deal? That was yeah. Trey, yeah, Trey Turner was a part of that too. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> they they got nothing out of that yeah, pretty much. Whoa. No so, one really got anything out of that. No, no. it's just weird. They just like, here you go. Bunch of rentals. Have at it. <laughs> like, couple, that's pretty much what it was couple like. Couple rentals. Yeah. But this was a pretty good episode of tenth inning. It was pretty solid. We got uh, we got a lot of playoff talk as always since it's we're in the middle of September. In the midst of it. In the midst of it. Every game counting for every team. Talking about some questionable decisions some owners or some teams have made. But for Brett Miller and Jack Miller, thank you guys for tuning in to tenth inning and have a great rest of your afternoon.